I love Christmas, don't you? Yeah, yeah praise God. It's the best time of year. I, I'm just going to take, in a moment, I'm just going to take a few moments to bring a few thoughts to you. But I want to carry on the, the elf theme. Do we have any budding elves here? No, of course not. Uh, I, I love watching movies at Christmas. It's kind of not a... Uh, a, a regular pastime of mine, but there's a few Christmas movies that I do like to watch. And uh, one of them is called Elf. How many of you have seen Elf? Yeah? Well, we're going to watch your favorite. <laughs> we're going to watch just uh, a, a few moments of that and then draw things together and just conclude. So if we can have the lights down again, please. Sorry we haven't got any popcorn or ice cream. We'll have to think about that next year. There we go. A classic, hey? And it has a happy ending also. We love movies with happy endings. And I suggest you have a look at that over this Christmas time. It's a great movie. And uh, isn't it hard to believe that there are actually people who don't believe in Santa? Yeah? I don't think it's going to take much for us to kind of draw some parallels to what we want to just think about for a couple of moments today. And uh, we probably recognize that, that we live in a time, in a society, in our world today, where people may believe in Santa Claus more than they do Jesus. There may be a, a greater understanding or a greater support for the Santa Claus and the elves and all of the other things that uh, get associated with Christmas than what we learnt in the little play that the, that the uh, junior team did, The Real Meaning of Christmas. And it's amazing when you think what people will put their faith, what people will believe in. And, and I've asked myself this question again this year as we're preparing for Christmas. Why is it? Why is it that so many people will put their faith and believe in things other than the real meaning of Christmas? To them, life is about, as, uh, as the young elves told us, it's all about having things. It's all about trimmings. It's all about having possessions. Or it's all about being free, doing what we wanted to do, when we want to do it. And so many people have, have moved away from understanding what the real meaning of Christmas is. And so many people have lost that ability to believe not only that Jesus was born and that Jesus lives, but that God exists and that God loves them. And the Bible, you know, is full of God's promises to us. Full of them from, from cover to cover. And all we need to do is to believe them. You noticed on Santa Claus's little dial, his clausometer, yeah? That when there was nobody believing him, he had no power. There was no ability. And you know, strange as it may seem, there's a very direct parallel between that scene and the evidence of God in this world today. Does God exist? Absolutely. Does God love us? Without doubt. What is the evidence of that? The evidence, my friend, is seen when people believe what God says. When people take his promises, 
and put them into life, into, into practice in their own life. You know the name Emmanuel. We sang about that in our worship time. Emmanuel means God with us. And way back in the book of Isaiah, and in the seventh chapter there, God speaks to the world and says that he is going to send one who was born of a virgin, a miracle birth, and his name would be Emmanuel. It was a promise that God gave to humanity hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. When Mary was spoken to by the angel and she was told that she was going to conceive a child by the Holy Spirit, the angel also spoke to Joseph and said to him these words, you're going to have a son and his name will be Jesus and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And what it took for people What it took for Mary to receive what God promised was that she believed what God said. God promised. She believed it. And Jesus Christ was the result. How many of you know that she could have doubted in her heart? She could have questioned what God said. She could have disbelieved what was being told her. She could have rejected this promise. And she would not have borne the saviour of this world. When Jesus was just about to leave this earth, he had been crucified, he had been buried, he had raised from the dead, and he was just about to return to his father. And he spoke these words to his disciples that we read in Matthew 28. He said, I want you to carry on telling people about who I am. I want you to go throughout the whole of this world And tell people that my Father God loves them. And that through me they can be saved. I want you to go from city to city. From nation to nation. Until you have covered the whole of this world. And I want you to preach this gospel. I want you to baptize those who believe. And then he said these words. He said, lo, I am with you always. Even to the ends of this earth. Jesus was now speaking out from his own being the very promise that God had spoken hundreds of years ago. He had been born as the fulfillment of that promise. He had spoken the words of God. He had fulfilled the plan of God for his life. He had brought salvation to you and I. And then he was leaving this commission with his disciples And he promised them that he was with them even to the end. My friends, for those that believe in Jesus, we may not see a sleigh cross the night sky on Christmas Eve. We may not even see angels singing, choirs of angels singing in the sky. But for every single person that believes in the promise of God, which is this, Whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. The promise is the same for us today. He says to you and to me, I will never, ever, ever leave you. I am with you. 
Do you know that name Emmanuel doesn't just mean God with us. It means the almighty strong one. God always with us. And that my friend is who you have with you all of the time. Never leaving you. Always with you. Sometimes as children we like to think that we have Jesus as our best friend walking with us. But the truth is this, that he is even closer than that. For the Bible says he dwells within us. And I can testify that in this life I need the Spirit of God dwelling in me. I need to know that God is with me always, even to the end. I need to have that assurance, that promise, that whatever I go through, whatever the storms of life may throw at me, I know that God's promise is sure, that he will never leave me. I wonder if you have that assurance today. Maybe you believe in Santa, but you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe you believe in some other religious figure, but you don't really believe in Jesus Christ. You don't believe the promises that God has given to us in his word. Let me tell you this, my friends. God cannot lie. If God has said it, and he will do it. And God has not only said, but demonstrated his love to us. He's demonstrated his faithfulness to us. And he has promised that he will always be with us. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now, I would suggest that this Christmas, as we run up to Christmas, this would be your best time to seriously say to God, God, if you are real, then show yourself to me. Show me that you are real and that your promises are true. We can attend church, and that's a great habit to have, but it doesn't make us right with God. We can even read our Bibles every day. A great tradition to hold, but it doesn't mean that we're right with God. We can pray every single day, a great habit to be in. But it does not mean that we are right with God and that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. What do we need to do? We need to believe what God has said. We need to believe that that baby that was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago was born to die. And that that baby grew up as a perfect being, perfect man, and took our sin when he died upon that cross. That's how we become a Christian. We realize that we do not deserve God's promises. We do not deserve God's love. But we receive it as a gift of grace. And we receive Jesus, not as a baby in a manger, but as a saviour of mankind. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. 
and as we receive Jesus as our Savior and we make him the Lord of our life, we give him rule and we give him reign in our life. We believe in him. We believe God to be who he says he is and that he will do what he has promised he will do. Our lives are completely changed from night to day, from dark to light, from death to life. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior. And as we're Christians here this morning, you know, I was so challenged by that Hollywood scene Here we have people who don't believe in Santa. And what it took was for one lady to stand up and to start to sing. I'm not going to sing, don't worry. (laughs) She started to sing what she believed. What does it take for the church to be seen as what it really is? What does it take for you and I as Christians to have credibility in claiming that we are people that belong to the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. It takes us just to stand up and to be a voice and to sing out, to be a light in our place of work, in our communities, in the the apartment blocks where we live, to be different for Jesus, to raise our voice, to believe God and not to go along with the crowd. The majority is not necessarily right. And if we wait until we're in the majority, we miss out on what God wants to do. Let's take a challenge from the Lord this morning as well. As we think about this Christmas, as we think about what the Christmas story really is. If we really, really do believe it, what are we doing about it? If we believe in Santa, (laughs) what do we do about it? We give each other Christmas presents. We put a Christmas tree up. We look for the evidence that Santa's going to come and visit us and leave us some gifts. Yeah? If we really believe in Jesus, what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it to change our world and the lives of those around us. I want to encourage you. This this book is full of God's promises. The difference between seeing these promises coming into being and not is you and I believing them. Believing, Santa said, is seeing. Believing is seeing. Let me throw a challenge to you as Christians this morning that we start to believe God in a way in which we never have done before. We start to step out and to trust that what God says is true. We start to base our life upon what God says instead of what we feel or what we prefer. We start to see our lives being a demonstration of the love and of the power of God. God's promises, the Bible says, are yes and amen. In other words, if God has promised it, if God has said it, he will do it. He doesn't go back on his word. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't break a promise. 
Let us be a believing people. You've heard me say this many times. The Bible has called us not to be understanders. The Bible has called us to be believers. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we consider and as we come up towards Christmas season again this year. Let us determine in our hearts that we are going to take God's word and to live by it and to believe it and to see it coming into action and to being into reality in our lives. And if God has spoken to you a promise, believe it, stand upon it. Do not give in, but lay a hold of it. It was hundreds of years from the time the prophet Isaiah spoke about Emmanuel being born to a virgin. Yet God was faithful to his word and Jesus was born. Let us with unshaking determination and faith lay hold of God's word and believe it that we can see it coming into our own lives. Amen. Amen. Amen.